And we're off and running. It is us. It's the Comedy Couch. With, with Dennis, Dennis Hensley. And Tony Tripoli. That's right. It's Friday night, um, April 15th. 15th. Tax day. Tax day. Give us the theme song. Oh, yeah. I'm just adjusting I love the how levels. you don't... You're like, oh, yeah, we have a theme song. I know, right? Remember when I used to try to do music with it? Oh, yeah. This is so much better to just, just enjoy a beverage. Fucking open up a Coke and just <laughs> dive right in. That's it's right. A Diet Coke. Um, There's we have, so much to cover, I think. Well, uh, good. I, but the, well, look, here's the big news. Um, I had what many would consider to be a disastrous trip to Mexico. And so to remedy that, Dennis and I are going back. <laughs> I know. I'm we're just going to go in three weeks and yes. do. we're going to do it right. That's um, right. And so Dennis I'm going to get some writing done. Please. And some anal. You know, so... I'll, maybe that's something to write about. There you go. Yeah. So that's going to be really fun. So we're going to be um, incommunicado uh, down south of the border. Maybe we'll do a podcast from Mexico. It's really not that much of a schlep. We could do one from Mexico. We could do one. I just don't know if I want to sh- – this stuff is so – a lot. Although if you don't take the mic stands, it's not as much. Um, so anyhow, so, so Dennis, tell us. Anyways. You have some big news. Um, I guess my big news was that I had a bit of romance. Let me just tell it the way I okay recall it. I went I don't want to. I don't know how much I want to. Yeah, I went home to Phoenix. Last I don't know how much I want to. Well, divulge. I'm going to determine how much is going to be divulged well, in a moment. I might not divulge back. And um, I came back from Phoenix, and uh, Dennis was like, "Hey, how was your trip?" And I was like, "It was nice. It was good to see my family. Disney and Ice was fun with my niece. How was your dad's birthday? Oh, it was great. We had a nice time. It was the 60th. Oh, tell your dad I said happy birthday. Of course I will. Oh, by the way, I had sex. Ish. <laughs> That's the conversation that was had. And I was like, why are we talking about my fucking dad? This is not, this is not correct. Should I have prefaced it with our long national nightmare is over? Yes. You should have literally, I should have walked uh, in and you should have said, don't even put well, your bag down. I mean, yeah. So there should have been a drink poured for me. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so yeah, but so it's, lay it it's on a us. bit complicated. As he said to you, lay it on me. Um, and it, yeah, so um, Saturday night. And don't punk out on this story, Dennis. You have to tell it. Uh, Saturday night, so I can get hate mail like you? Yeah, well, we're going we're to get into my hate mail in a moment. But go um, ahead. Saturday night, I went to uh, Oil Can Harry's after an, another fun thing that I'll, I'll describe later. Um, to my friend David uh, Dean Botrell was having a birthday and just said people meet there if they want and so mm-hmm. I went there and they were the, he was there with some other friends and I said hi to them and all that stuff and I'm dancing and I noticed that this is guy dancing nearby who's really attractive and dancing by himself and Oil Can Harry's on a Saturday night is just everything. Every size, shape. It's color. a lot like the Rose Bowl swap meet. It's yeah, it really is, and uh, so it's, it's. You might find something good, but you're gonna a, have to dig through a lot. There's of not shit. a type there. There's not like, oh, this is the bear bar, or this is the twink bar, or this is the whatever. Yeah, but there are a lot of people that were at Studio Fifty Four, right? Um, and so it may or may not be the new home for those that have given up. Yeah, it's. A, I like to go there because I know no and matter how admirers. big it gets, I can go. <laughs> And dance to yeah. the Bee Gees or whatever. So this guy's there dancing. Um, he's like in his early 40s, uh, short grayish hair, um, very rugged and uh, well-built. 
and he has a shirt on that says sweet in an old 70s font. Yeah. And there's little sequins on it so it catches the light and it fits him very nicely. And uh, I kind of dance over to him and I say, did the shirt come like that or did you put the sequins on yourself? And he goes, I did it myself. And I was like, mm, that's pretty impressive. That's awesome. Right. And then we kind of danced away and I didn't really talk to him. Uh, Would you like your dick sucked in the bathroom? <laughs> um, do you speak French? Um, so uh, cut to a little bit later. He's stand I'm standing by the side of the dance floor and um, he walks, he comes by and I just start talking to him and I don't even know what my opening thing was or what I said or, um, well, he did explain that he bedazzled it. He used yeah. to be dazzler, and I was impressed with that. And then, so we're kind of chatting, and at one point he kind of touches my hand, my arm. Yeah. And it's that moment where you go, oh, he's interested. Okay. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. There's just that bit of a touch. And um, then this guy that we're going to call Mr. Tambourine Man comes over, and he's <sighs> an, uh, probably well, Why are 60s, we calling him that, Dennis? Because he's got a tambourine. Ah. A lot of people bring their own tambourines to Oil Can Like Harry's. a lot of people. Yeah. It's like, it's never bit... just one or two guys. And I just There's... like to imagine that they keep it in their trunk with their bowling bag and their spare tire and their tambourine, because you never know. And Bag of wigs. I t I'm talking to I'm being friendly with him, and uh, but he won't shut up. And he's like, just yammer, yammer, yammer. And I'm thinking, Mr. Tambourine man is totally being a cock blocker right now it's he's got us you know yeah. sweet let's call him sweet it's bad enough to be yeah. the guy with the tambourine yeah and bad enough to be the guy who's a cock block God but damn. if you're a cock block with a tambourine if they're the worst it's time kind to of fucking you need to be put down they're the worst kind of cock block so <gasps> anyway i'm afraid that a jangly cock block because i'm afraid sweet's gonna get fed up and and walk away or whatever but finally a good song comes on and i say to sweet i'm like do you want to dance so we go back on the dance floor and we're dancing and now we're dancing together because before we were kind of in but tambourine's keeping the beat for you no he's i don't know where he went he <laughs> didn't come with us thank god um so it's getting near the end of the night and we stay out there quite a while and they always play last dance by donna summer mm -hmm. as the last song so we're dancing not donna summers Donna I, Summer. Yeah, I, that's what I said. No, I know, but why do people do that? When gay people do that, my jaw falls to the floor. Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. Or I hate when people do Sally Fields. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sally Fields that's is not bad. Sally Fields. All right. Anyways, so irregardless, go back irregardless, to your story. Irregardless. Go back to your story. We're dancing to Last Dance, and then the it slows down. Uh-huh. You know, toward the, uh, you know, in that part in the middle. And so we start slow dancing like it's a prom. And it's very sweet. And very nice and, you know, very embracing. And, you know, it's like eighth grade all over again. So then the song gets fast again. The lights come up. The, sh the night ends. And we walk off to the side of the dance floor. And I'm kind of just, I'm not pushing. Like, I'm just going to kind of see what he says or does. I mean, I'll definitely, I won't let him walk out or mm -hmm. anything. But. So we're, um, now, do you step over Mr. Tambourine's man's dead body like together in unison, or does you does he let you go first like a gentleman? I think he might have. Did um, he put his coat down over the corpse and I, let you step yeah, over that? No, like he. A I think he might have actually. That's he so would sweet. have had there been a corpse. Sweet as his shirt. So uh, sweet as his shirt, and then so um, I, I kept it uh, while we were dancing. I was always talking to him about 
um, the song, oh, remember this song, or I used to love this movie, and he said he loves Xanadu, and, but none of this, like, where do you live? What are you doing? What's your boyfriend? What do you do for your job? Like, never, like, then I, I kind of kept it light, kept okay. it light, and I kind of liked that. Um, and we're standing by the side of the dance floor. Everyone's leaving. He goes, I'm just going to do this. And he walks over to the bar and gets a card and writes his name and number down. And he mm-hmm. goes, I'll, and I go, I'll do that too. And I write mine down and I give it to him. And he has to say goodbye to the DJ, who's a friend of his. So I'm, I said, I'll wait for you and we can walk out together. So we walk out and we go by my car and I'm like, I'm going to get a coat out of my car. And he goes, I'm going to get in your car. And I said, okay. So he gets in my car and he goes, I have to tell you something. I have a confession to make. I'm married to a man, and uh, well, that's not a real marriage. So that's, <laughs> I mean, there's that. Exactly. All right, go ahead. All and right, go ahead. Um, but we have an open relationship, and he's sort of explained a little bit about it. There's, they've been together like almost two decades, and uh, the guy's considerably older, and he sweet does has a tambourine. He has a tambourine. That was him. No, sweet, you know. They, this thing that they do, this works for them. And, right. Um, and as it turns out, it works for you. And there was a time when he had said that, and I would have, I think I, my heart would have totally sank. And I'll admit, I was, of course, disappointed because I really like him. And uh, But there was a time, I think, when I would have been like, why does this have to happen to me? And all the good men are men are such, you know, I would have gone to that place. Right. And instead, I was like, okay. Can I see your hole? <laughs> so he tells me his whole story and his whole situation. And we're sort of sitting there in the car, and I go, well, does that mean you can kiss boys in cars? And he's like, I was hoping you would say that. And we just start making out, right? And it's really nice. And he's all up on the console, kind of like, and I'm like, are you comfortable? Priuses were not meant for sex. Prius is not a fuck truck. <laughs> I think that is. It could be if you lower the seat. No. I mean, it takes a lot. Apparently, You'd be surprised how roomy. Environment. You'd be surprised how roomy. So, um, uh, I've said, "Are you comfortable?" Or you know, and he goes, and finally he goes, "You live really pretty close to me." And I said, "Do you want to go to my house?" And he's like, "Yes." So we came over here, and um, I he was sitting on the couch, and I said, "You have to close your eyes." And I got the Xanadu sign that you gave me, uh-huh. and I, I plugged it in near the couch where he was sitting, and I said, okay, you could open your eyes. And it was kind of dark. There was like one candle lit, and um, you know he was charmed by that because it's his favorite movie. And How great was, are candles, by the way? Um, I couldn't get that one lit. I couldn't make that fucking thing work, but I got one lit, and I thank you. I, I that, owe you. But it's, that's like crucial. Yes, candles of course. Get, it's lovely. They really fucking set a mood. It's very lovely, yeah. and um, not uh, although a neon blue Xanadu sign in the correct font <sighs> is also amazing. Could be amazing Viagra in its own right. It was very funny, and um, he was really sweet. And um, I will say, I'll tell you one thing he said that was kind of funny and cute. Um, so we're like making out on the couch or whatever, and um, it's really nice. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, you know, this shirt doesn't have to stay on. <laughs> oh God, I have so many things. I know you want to say it, but wait, it gets right worse. Now. It gets worse, it, right? Really? All right. Well, because he's 
really yeah, yeah. yummy. Like and sure, and sweet and I don't know into me and it was cool. And then so I take a shirt off and he goes like this. He goes, ta da. Okay, you know what, Dennis? <laughs> I'm sorry because I have really, and God knows, I thought it was so the couch it wasn't, potatoes. No, it was how, so cute the in the moment. I've used it was so winning uh-huh. in the moment. That's it was true. so charming, and I but you just can't loved both it. be Renee Zellweger. Yeah, we can. That's okay. the beauty of it. All right, that's and okay. the problem is there happens to be a Mister Renee Zellweger. Oh, so. but he's literally one tambourine jangle out <laughs> away from the grave. I mean, um so that was really neat. And then And then you took it down the hall? Uh yeah. You better not have fucked on the comedy couch No, that, I we didn't even, even do that. very That's... much. I mean, it wasn't that crazy. It was just kind of nice and um, Yeah, but there was seed was yeah, spilled. Yeah, but you know, I'm we're going to end it with ta-da. We're Why? Gonna, because Why are you not going to tell the couch potatoes? Because yeah. they want to know. No, you know, just suffice it to say it was nice. I don't want to get get into details. Oh, that's All right. Um, you but you know what very couch nice. potatoes, if you've never been driven to the computer <laughs> to send an email to the comedy couch at gmail.com it Do it right now, I and you tell Dennis that he's he's cheating you, and you want to know. I mean, it's not about that. It was um, <sighs> I, that sounds highfalutin, but um, and then he, I want to know how many more times that night he said "tada," "tara," um, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. Yeah, um, he didn't bring that out again because that was too perfect the first time. Right, and then when he left, I, you know, I I said, you know, I had a nice time or whatever, and I said. And he sort of acted like he would want to see me again or whatever. And I said, well, you, you're the one. I'm not going right. to initiate. I can't be that one when you're in your situation, which whatever that is, you, yeah. you know. Um, and he was like, yeah, I totally get it. So, um, And then we texted. he texted me the next day, and I texted him back. And we, you know, it was nice to meet each other. And. I don't know what's going to happen. He's out of town. I, he was traveling on business this week. So We'll see. I don't know. Well, so I think I have to pretend to feel bad about it. No, you don't. <laughs> you sort of. Because I don't feel bad about it at all. Yeah, but he, I think I should kind of go, well, I'm a little bit no, mixed. No, I'm not. Didn't, I'm not. I was all about it. He I was did all what he was allowed to do. About it. Yeah. I know. So, um,. I'm Jolene, basically. Well, Jolene, that Jolene. you should be ashamed of. <laughs> but <laughs> so I've never done that before. Have you ever done that? Been um, been with somebody who was in a, a open relationship? N- not open. Oh, but you've been with somebody that was. I've in a been. Close... Yeah, remember? I can't remember, remember my black boyfriend. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I, uh, this is years ago, but I was literally had this ongoing affair with this guy who and. We used to go. I used to go have sex with him in his bed that he and his fiance slept in. Talk about ta-da! I mean, th- now that's a ta-da. <laughs> and I would always drive back from Orange County feeling like that was wrong, Tony. You know that was so wrong. Um, Plus Orange County. But then I would go through Sonic, and then it made it all. So worthwhile. if you can butt fuck and then go and get a yeah. real lime slush afterwards. That washes away all the guilt. Really? It washes it away, Dennis. So it's like holy water. It makes you pure again. By the time, yeah. and besides, it's a fucking Orange County. 
Yeah, so, that's a you know, slap. I'm you hardly the it. only guy that ever fucked a guy in his wife's bed in Orange County. Let's no, be honest true. about that. We've all seen the Bravo shows. Uh, so yeah, so so the other shot he, was good. It was now good. he's gay. You know, that your black boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, he's gay now. I want to meet him. And, I just uh, uh, so yeah, yeah, he's cool. Well, he's, cool. he's an alcoholic, so that's not so cool. Wow. Um, so Seth Rudetsky. Oh my gosh, I love him. Talent. Uh, got a radio show. On Sirius. It's on, on the like the Broadway Channel, I think. Mm-hmm. He's had that forever. Okay, so then it's on the Stars Channel. That might be. He has a new radio show, and um, he's trying. To, he was trying to get Joan to be his first guest. Oh wow! He thought that would be such a great first guest, such a dream first guest. Um, but I don't. I think she's out here. It's like Mother's Day. I think is when he wanted to take the first show. Actually, and I think. She's going to be here in California that weekend. So I don't, but I was like, you know, here's the email to get in touch with her people. Yeah. Um, but I love that he got a show. I think he's hilarious and a talent. And that's another, just, it's a nice thing. It's a good thing that someone he, really well, he's hardworking been, and talented. He's done the Broadway channel there for years and yeah. gone in and done that. And, and, um, dudes have been paid. He hustles, man. He makes, he writes books and he does a lot of stuff. I'm impressed with him. Oh, I love So, that. yeah. Um, so, I was talking to Derek Hartley about yes. Sirius, and I guess, you know, the program director loves OutCue and wants to do a lot more with it and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but I don't think they have the money to do, you know, like, right. I don't, so Derek's like, you know, I, I the, the the will is there, but I don't know if they have money to do different things or specials or bring in new people or whatever. But. Do you have feelings about the soaps all getting canceled? I think it's kind of sad. Like, I do too. I've never I watched feel, a soap. I don't. I used to like Guiding Light when I was growing up. Never watched the one, never been into light. it. Always thought they were, you know, dumb when I flipped yeah. But yet I want them to, ex- I want it to yeah. be there as a genre. I know. It's I sad. want there to be, yes, I understand that a talk show with, with you know, two hosts and the yeah. same set every day costs less yeah. than a show with a cast of 15 people and 10 different, like, I get that. But, and I know that TV is a business, but like, God, when you've got, you know, whatever your fucking big hit show, when you've got a Grey's Anatomy or whatever your big ABC, you know, you've got The View, yeah. which is making money, then can't the hour after it be less? I mean, no, I know that's, you know, juvenile and pie in the sky. Of course that's not, you know, every, every hour needs to be as profitable yeah. as it can be. But God, it's just, it does feel like, have I become that old guy that's like, Wah. Well, I'm like that about a lot of the things. the same. Everything, every goddamn show is the same. It is. Every show is the goddamn, there's like three yeah. shows. Yeah. I'm sad about soaps, for sure. Um, Although I do like babies getting served booze in restaurants. That's that the story. other thing that happened yeah. this week that I love. You know? I, think I didn't that, hear about it until real time. I think now. flight attendants should be totally yeah. allowed to do that. Yeah, I feel like they should have uh, Trimenic on that fucking beverage cart. Just a little sippy cup. Yeah, the something. little the eyedropper, and they yeah. can just open the baby's mouth and go gluck gluck, and give them the little cough syrup that yeah. makes the, the little Benadryl makes. Yeah. Them... Did you give your baby something to put him to sleep? Yeah. No. Okay, I will. I'm on it then. <laughs> I'm on it. Our uh, the man in three B yeah. says he'd like to buy you a drink and your baby a shot. <laughs> what's he, what's he drinking? What's little Johnny drinking? Pick your poison, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny Walker Red or Johnny yeah. Walker Black. So um, we have a couple. Of, oh, I met Mary J. Blige today. 
Oh my gosh. I worked out with Mary J. Blige at my gym today. I love it. And I bounded right over to her and said, you have to come be on the fashion police. So when you get the invitation to come be on the fashion police, I want you to remember this sweet, funny gay guy came over to you and I want you to remember my face. And I said, you can call Ciara. You can call Nicki Minaj. You can call Carrie Hilson, who is like her niece or something. Are they related? I didn't know that. Um, and ask them, and they will all tell you that a wonderful time, and we took great care of them, and they had so much fun. Yeah. And they'll encourage you to do it, but we'd love to have you. Joan loves you. We'd love to have you on the show. Then I walked away and started remembering all walrus. of the mean things we've said about her. Like something involving a walrus. I know. She's That's... been called Mary J. Bulge yeah. more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so something I remember. But you know what? The point is, we had a lovely first exchange. That's cool. And let's see if she gets some DVDs before I see her again. Because she's going to be there all the time because she's in really hardcore training for Rock of Ages. Oh, she's going to be in Rock of Ages? Yeah. Who's she going to be? The Maisie Mays role, I think. The black girl with the long dreads. Gosh, I don't even remember. But um, okay. Michelle Mays. All right. Did her play her on Broadway? Right on. I assume that's that would be cool. The role. But anyway, so yeah. Good. That's That's exciting. Yeah. Um, we have, I have, uh, two emails to read. The first one is called, I want a Dr. Kiss. So I was so excited to read it. It was from a friend of ours who made a big fucking deal about not having his name said, I'm not going to say your name. Okay. It's all bold, all caps. It's like when you get an email from your grandmother and she's like yelling at you because she doesn't realize it's on cap. It's like fucking Kanye. Right. Um, anyway, uh, years ago, back in the days of AOL chat rooms, I chatted with this guy who was in town on business and we decided to meet. So I went over to his hotel while waiting in the elevator. This really handsome guy walked up and got in the elevator with me. I reached to press the button for the floor I was going to, but he hit the same one before I could reach it. Um, it was a high rise hotel with a lot of floors. So we both get off on the same floor and start walking down the hallway in the same direction. So I kind of hang back like to be discreet or whatever, but his body language is kind of like, are you following me? Anyway, he gets to the door of the room that I'm going to and he stops and I stop. So we look at each other with this very puzzled look and back away from the door to confer the guy I was there to hook up with had invited both of us over, but hadn't told either of us that he was also inviting someone else. So I said, "Mm, I think I'm going to take off. And the other guy, again, really handsome, says, I'll stay if you will. And he said it in this kind of like, I'm into you tone, you know? Oh, yeah. In his voice. So I didn't know it, but now I do. Now you do. You do now. (laughs) You've been born again. Uh, So I stayed and we both went back to the door and knocked. Turns out neither me nor the guy were particularly into the dude we were originally there to meet, but... We were super into each other. So we tolerated the other guy in an accidental threesome so we could have sex with each other. This is just like you and your married husband and the old tambourine guy. <laughs> in a bit, in a way. Um, afterwards, we both showered, got dressed, and said goodbye to our host and left together. Ended up talking in the parking lot for 20 minutes, but didn't trade contact information because I'm an idiot that way. P.S. Never saw him again. That's it's an a accidental good story with story. a sad ending. Oh, it's so sad. But that's a good story. I love the like I'll stay if you will. That's totally. Exciting. That's like really um sounds like one of those stories that's like from a man who knows what he's doing. Yeah. It's totally a man who knows what he's doing. It's like one yes. time when I was I was out of town staying at my parents' place and I hooked up on an AOL chat and I went to the yeah. hotel. Like it's that. Totally. And it was and then the guy that I was there to hook up with 
was my college track coach. Like yeah. it's that. It's that. And it's he, very he was a man. First of all, AOL chat room is really. That's yeah. a great little nugget of detail. That's so old. Um, um, here's another really quick one, okay, and I'm not good. allowed to say who this one is from either. Okay. Um, but it says, uh, "Re Tony's sad trip to Mexico." To quote your mom, at least you don't have AIDS. <laughs> um, which is not the quote. P.S. If you're gonna quote my mom, quote it correctly. It's well, you don't have AIDS. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she didn't even soften it with at least, yeah, but okay. still I appreciate it. Um, also, it could have been worse. A friend of a friend. This is so amazing. Literally, you got to listen to this. A friend of a friend who's just a few years older than you went to a Mexican bathhouse with poppers and Viagra. Not a good combo. He went into cardiac arrest. Yeah, you're not supposed to mix okay, that Okay, but shit. wait. But since he was naked, they couldn't find any ID. And he, so he got bad medical attention. So a few months ago, he had been an athletic, successful LA professional. And now he lives in Arizona in a nursing home as a recovering invalid. Just wanted to cheer you up. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. So he's like pretty much like youngish. We'll call me young. Yeah. 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 You know, so like, for, for the sake of, so if what's I'm young, the state of him young. now, is he ever going to be normal? Is he ever going to be no, better? I don't again? know. But I or think is that it? Is he like a vegetable now? Shit. I don't know. Ugh. Can you get your brains fucked out? I know you can get your foot fucked off. Yeah, but I you always hear that don't mix those two. Do you? I've never heard I that. I have heard that before. I but it wouldn't surprise me if people forgot. Well, yeah. I mean, because if the that's like that moment. kind of a thing. Yeah. First of all, I think poppers smell bad. I've never so experienced them. It's I don't. Yeah. You know, anytime that everyone's ever like had poppers, and like you want someone was like, "Ooh, no!" And I have to like turn away if someone n- near me is gonna do. It. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I've I never, find them to be an unpleasant I've aroma. Never even seen them. Um, so, but it, it seems like there should be like labels on it. Yeah. So, but who's gonna read? Wow, a label an invalid. Um, speaking of mail, we got a nice email from our loyal um, listener PJ, who and I printed it out and left it at work. But he he sympathized with my skiing story. He had a bad skiing experience as well, so thank you. And funny enough, my friend Paige, who um, listens to the podcast, who was an editor at MSNBC.com and now lives here. Yes. And came to the taping of Fashion yes. Place and said you were very charming and oh, very hot so nice. and nice. Um, one of the Love first things she said from a woman. <laughs> one of the first things she said to me was like, "Oh, I'm sorry about the skiing. Like I become like the skiing. Yeah. So at least the You're adultery, the adultery can maybe." <laughs> redefine me you're a ski tard i'm a ski tard you're ski tarded i'm ski tarded but people are like yeah. oh they feel bad That's so you're a ski tarded adulterer i guess so jolene. jolene jolene dolly's coming to the hollywood bowl this summer and I'm i want to go to that hell yeah we're but i'm gonna be down front all right so should we ride together or <laughs> i'll be in the, i'll be in the back because i know how you are with um me. I have a lot of things on my little post-it. We'll start All right. getting through them. So Saturday night, before I went to oil cans, I went to my friend Nick's house. They had a screening of the classic uh, horror movie Sleepaway Camp. Have yep. you heard of this movie? Seen it. Seen it. I had never seen it, and it's kind of campy and, like, whatever. So it was a big living room full of gays, um, and the lead actress was there, uh, Felissa. Jesus. Uh, she had met one of the guys at one of those horror conventions, and she came with her um, husband, and she played, like, the 13-year-old girl in it that has the twist ending. Is, okay. It's her. 
And she was just telling us all this stuff. And I was sitting next to Brett on the couch. And Danny was there, too. And just Nick and just a bunch of guys. Some of them I didn't even know. And um, first of all, it's set in 83. So every guy is in either OP shorts or cutoffs or dolphin shorts or half shirts. And I was like, those high tube fucking head is going to explode. This is too much. You know what it was? It was high tube socks and low balls. (laughs) Just crazy. You always felt like somebody's balls were going to come out of their shorts. Oh short, my god! For sure. And half shirts like crazy. And 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 then uh, Felissa was just giving us all this fun dish. And I don't. It's hard to explain how much fun. And yeah. the ending has this crazy twist to it. And I'd never seen it. Everyone else there had seen it. Brett hadn't seen it. And when it happened, we were like, "Oh my god!" And she goes, "I'd never seen anyone see it before for the first oh, time." Oh yeah. And she was with her husband, and her husband. She met her husband. Somehow, the first time she saw him, he was on Jackass on television, and he had her picture on his shirt. Oh my like, God. he was a big fan of that movie and loved her and, like, put her picture on his shirt. As a little girl? Though? Yeah, like, as a she's, like, 13, 14. So he had a fucking 13-year-old yeah. on his shirt, and she was like, oh, I need to call this guy up. A jackass sure. guy? Yes. Pedophile? Oh, Lord. Well, no, I, somehow they ended up meeting, uh-huh. finally. And he had been obsessed with her, and it was just on from the second they met. And so Brett was like, so he stalked you kind of. She goes, well, he was kind of a lazy stalker, (laughs) which I like. You maybe just put up a few pictures and stuff, but you don't really go to their house or anything like that. I'm not going to schlep. No, but it was so funny and fun, and she was just a hoot. I loved her. That sounds fun. Yeah, Yeah, it was cool. She had lots of dish on... There was one girl that played like the bitchy girl in the movie, like the, you know, sort of yeah. Heather type. And she got to kiss a lot of the boys, but she wouldn't kiss them. So they'd have to kiss her cheek. So um, all the guys were like, she's like, oh, she's not even kissing him. It's just her. It's like it, they're faking it. Wow. Yeah. And that what about the fucking Reese Witherspoon talking about making out with Robert Pattinson and Water for Elephants? I just heard that, that he she... was so, so sick and literally green fucking mucus snot was coming out onto her and they had to keep cutting and she was like so close to like vomiting during their love scene like it was so repulsive i've heard i haven't seen the actual interview um it's really like the way she describes it it's just gruesome it's like green sickly bright yellow neon green snot and he's like and he just you know did she sound disdainful of him or just of like did it no, seem she like felt oh, like I was so looking forward to making out yeah. with this cute guy, and yeah. then it was like the worst day on a set ever. Did you know Unless I was talking hard. to Lisa Bacon about Reese Witherspoon today? Lisa Bacon's our boss, um, the co-executive producer of Fashion Police. Her twins were in Four Christmases with Reese and Vince Vaughn. Wow! But they got cut out. Okay. But they were they played their kids. Wow. I guess in the forward, in the the ending, the original ending, and they flash forward or whatever. So they, she spent like several days on the set with those people. Nice. I know. I was like, wow, amazing. Like, and we can't get her to do fashion place. I know, Reese. I don't know. I, that's what we got to try to do. Jesus. But the I was like, who knew? So. Um, I just came from Scream Four, and I accidentally, I took a, a little nap this afternoon when I got dressed. I put on two different black shoes and went to a movie. Oh my God, Dennis. And nobody noticed. You look like such a fool. I know. And yet, I'm the fool for not noticing. Well, who would notice if you don't, you know? But isn't that weird? Nobody knows. your new fancy jeans. These jeans are, um, I got on um, Levi's.com and they were on sale and they're the 514s. And I'm I'm all about the 514s. 514s. Um, That is amazing that you literally are that old now that. 
you have to have someone check what you're wearing. I just to make wore sure two different shoes and nobody that's noticed. Hilarious. But Scream Four is fun. I was entertained. Oh, good. I want to see I, it. And I thought it was clever. And did Courtney Cox's twist. face move ever oh, in the whole movie? Looks so weird. It's... From the first time you see her, you're like, oh my god, it's so weird. It's, it's like, like she's been Ghostface all these years. <sighs> and Nev Campbell looks good, and she looks like Nev Campbell, and it's just so there's it's such a bummer. Yeah, when actresses go too far with that stuff, because it's kind of like it's just. But so I was fascinated sad. this week at work when we were talking about because we did that Courtney Love at the premiere, Courtney Cox, yeah, uh, Courtney Cox at the premiere, and it was interesting how many people were like the women were like she looks great, yeah, I'm and surprised the men that were like thought, nope she looks crazy, I'm Boner surprised killer. how many people went oh she's still beautiful, but it's women. Yeah. None of like we have the two straight guys, the executive, and then the straight guy that works yeah. on the show, and then you and I are all in the room, and we're all unanimously like, "No, she looks really weird, like really, like shockingly weird." Yeah. And the women unanimously were like, "No, she looks great. It's good surgery. It's good work. It's good work." And I'm like, "What's good about it?" No, it looks cuckoo it crazy. It still town. looks like a head. Yeah. But that's it. That's no, it's so weird. And it looks weird in this movie, too. I find that to be interesting, though, that it broke down along gender lines. Yeah. That women were more forgiving. Or didn't see it or didn't see it the same or something. That, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it speaks to women having that impossible sort of perfection and the proof that men don't really want women to be perfect. No. It's, it's the fact that her face is so smooth and look like a doll that's something that women aspire to, but then when you get there, men are like, "No, I want, yeah, I want the face that actually looks like it's attached to a human being, yeah. and the tits to be fake." Yeah, that that's for sure. Yeah, uh, Courtney Cox went on Stern today uh, this week. Howard Stern with David, they were both there. Yeah, and it was really interesting. It made me like her more because they were very honest, and I love anyone that'll go on Stern. And I just, I thought they were cool. Did I like um. Them. I know Maria Menounos did it this week. Yeah, also. and she, she does that goofy laugh. No, she got really uncomfortable, and he kept yeah. pushing her. And well, she's yeah. on a you know network. Yeah, like, I get she, it. She was fun. She I'm was sure her sport. contract with NBC is because they're really grooming her to just yeah. be. I like her, but yeah. she's got a fucking book out. Everyone's got a book. Did you know she was fat back in the day? Yeah, I think I knew that. Like, yeah. I know she's talked about when she used to be heavy and stuff. Yeah. But they showed a picture on Access Hollywood. Well, Wendy yeah. Williams, when she went on yeah. Wendy Williams, or Wendy Williams showed it, and she was literally like, she was chubby, like yeah. she was for sure a big girl. Like it's, I like Maria Menounos. So shocking. Yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. reading that or seeing that or because she's incredibly like thin now. It's yeah. like unbelievable. She figured it out. Um, what do you think about Taco Bell? This controversy. I don't know what the controversy is. Well, people are up in arms because they are test marketing. I think in Toledo, Ohio is where they're testing it, but I might be wrong. Um, in one city, they're testing a new taco, and the taco shell is a giant Dorito. It's a giant nacho cheese Dorito. Shaped like a taco shell, and that's what the taco is in. To me, that sounds delightful. Yeah, it just sounds and, like, like you're having trashy Mexican food already. Like, what's one more? Like, yeah, they already have food. like the wraps that have like the fire che Cheetos in them and shit. Like, you know, it's like you can still get the regular taco. It's not like they're discontinuing anything. This was just going to be like a new fun. And people are like, well, now they've gone too far with junk food. Like now, yeah, it's but too that's unhealthy. not even adding any more junk to it. It's still a Please, deep fried it's taco, taco Bell. 
That's yeah. what that is. That's what it's supposed to be. I think it's a great idea. It's but it's not the same as KFC doing that double down yeah. where it's the two fried pieces of chicken with that are the bread. That's the bread yeah. of the sandwich and inside is cheese and bacon. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. That's like it went from a piece of chicken to now being two pieces of chicken glued together with melted cheese and bacon. That's a lot. That's but a lot to deal with. To go from a taco shell to a taco shell with flavoring on it. Yeah. That's nothing. Please. That's a bullshit thing. I just fucking hate this country so much sometimes. Yeah. It's like, really? We're going to. This is news. This is what I have to listen to on NPR when we've got real shit happening out there. And NPR is talking about it? Yeah. Wow. And it's like, it's a whole thing. Um, I'm obsessed with Rihanna's song, California King Bed. Mm -hmm. I can't get enough of it. I. When I saw it on the Country Music Awards, when she sang it with Jennifer Nettles, I was like, I, I got to have that song. And then I bought the CD, and I've just been listening to it, and I just kind of downloaded it straight in my veins. And then she sang it on Idol. And it sounds like a country song. It could yeah. be a country song. Uh, I can't wait till Reba does it. But oh, um, I know. I know I know you can't, too. I don't know why. Just once in a while, a song comes along, and you're like, Because then it'll be called it. California King Bayed. Bayed. Um, this week in uh, this week's Fashion Police. Yes. I think we said pussy more than has ever been said on E. Minus, not in a Kardashian show. Yeah. Uh, ever on E in the history of the network. God, 20 year old funny. network. It was so funny. There um, were so many pussy jokes that we literally ended up cutting an entire segment. Yeah. In post. To get them so in. So that they didn't have to cut any of the pussy jokes because that whole thing is so funny. It's because, should we tell them what the setup is? Yeah. Snooki tweeted a picture of herself with a cat and they they're both like asleep or passed out and so Snooki's with her pussy and we just, So it's just like there's no other choice. And the network really when we showed them the picture at the meeting was like okay, can't wait to hear how many pussy jokes you guys come up with. And we were like great. We're all of the same mind here. We're all you want pussy jokes? You've come to the right place. It was so funny. It was really funny. I loved it. What else is on your list? Um I went to see this play called The Mercy Seat with my friend Scott Henson. Yeah. And it's got a really intriguing premise. It's by Neil LeBute, but the idea is it's 912, uh, you know, when 911 happened, 912. And this adulterous couple are in one of their apartment and they're supposed to be at the World Trade Center so they could run away together if they wanted to. This guy could leave his family and run off with this woman and pretend he died, you know. So that's the idea. Are they going to do it or not? And it has Michelle Clooney in it from Queer as Folk that used to be the good one, that yeah. was the good lesbian who we would joke was literally yeah. carrying that show on her back. But, um, the, but she's not good anymore. No, she was fantastic. Oh, okay. The problem was they never, you never, they were arguing all the time, so you never even entertained the idea that they should maybe do it. In other words, you never liked the idea of them together that oh. much. So, it, and maybe they didn't, we weren't meant to, but the kind of interesting thing about it was, um, Scott was sitting next to me. He had that moment where he's like, oh, fuck, my phone's on moment. And so he turned off his phone uh, in the middle of the show. And then when we were walking outside, he goes, guess what time it was when I turned off my phone? I was like, I don't know. And he goes, 9-12. 9-11. Okay. And he's like, what do you think that means? And I said, you know what I think it means? <laughs> I think it means that you're where you're supposed to be. I think it means the play started at eight and you didn't want to pay attention. <laughs> no, but I don't you, you ever started getting bored don't about you an ever hour have in and we're those... looking around and then you realized your phone was still on. But don't you ever have those moments where there's something in a I don't know, some kind of coincidence and I, whenever I have those I think, okay, then I'm supposed to be here or something. 
I don't know. You're just so much better. No, but I mean, I when you have, don't you have fluky things like that that happens? Yeah, sometimes? but they just make me want to eat. <laughs> they never make. I, I never. Yeah. It's never a good. It's never like. Whew. Although I do, I do can't believe how many times I see an accident almost happen. Yeah. And I'm like, I was about to be like that car. Like Ugh. I was gonna change lanes and I didn't, and then that car that I was gonna be. We'll almost get an act like there are. I do have a lot of those moments, Ugh. but they're always they're just driving. They're just car yeah. related. Yeah. But yeah. I never and I'm never grateful for them. No, that you, I'm you, always you're... like, ha, 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 you can't catch me. <laughs> I, I slipped away forever, again. Devil. No. Um, and then the other morning I went uh, and worked out and then I went to the coffee bean um, by the Lancaster train station, the mm-hmm. one on Chandler. And I walk in, and there's this guy there, and he's ordering. He's talking about getting a bagel. And there's something about his energy. He's cute, but he's funny and friendly. There's something very fun about his energy. Um, I think you'd be very into him. He's, like, Filipino. Yeah. Um, And he was like, "Ah, I guess I'm going to have the bagel. And I'm like, I guess the bagel won again. Like, I felt like engaging him or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you know how they do or whatever. And we just chit-chatted a little bit, and I thought – I want to talk to him some more or something there. I just wanted to, there was something there. And so I'm leaving and he's sitting there putting stuff on his bagel and he's kind of looking down and I'm like, and I just keep walking. And I was like, "Mm, I feel like I should have talked to him more. I don't even know. Just the feeling of like, "Mm." and so I go to work uh, down in Wilshire, La Brea, work the work day, uh, go across the street to the Starbucks to, um, to, to get a coffee and do something before I go to like, I don't know what I was even doing that night, but I was killing, I had a window of time. Um, so I go to order and I'm standing there and I look at the barista and I'm like, there's something familiar about him. And I order, um, I'm a little thrown and I'm like a cafe vanilla. And that's what you get at coffee bean. It's not what you get at Starbucks. Okay. And then I look at the guy and I'm like, you're the guy from this morning. And he recognized me too. He's like, yeah, you, I was at the coffee bean. So that same morning when I had that unfinished business feeling, I go into the Starbucks by work yeah. and he works there. And he's like, I saw you this morning at the coffee bean. Yeah, I was like, you're. Tr- I'm like, see you tomorrow at Pete's. Like, um, it was really cool. And he, you know, we talked about the art, you know, student, and you know, he's an art student of. So at, the point is, there's someone working at our Starbucks that I might want to have sex with. Yes, and that's what I, I'm getting from this. Story. But that I and that I might want to date. <laughs> <laughs> and that you might want to date. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was cute. Oh, okay. Well, the way you said that well, you but he's I was your into- jo- yeah. That- no, he was. He's um. He's very. I think you would see him and yeah. be into him. But um, I gave him. Of course, I gave him the yeah. card about fashion police, and I gave him my own card or whatever. I don't know if he'll even call me. His name is Marco. Mm-hmm. But isn't that random? That's like neat. that same day where I was like, I should That's have. Super mm. cool. Yeah. So maybe I was in the right place. I got asked out in the elevator. Well, no, that's not actually true. I rode the elevator in the E building with mm-hmm. a very handsome guy. Right on. And we, I can't remember what it was that made us, something happened where it was like, now something has to be said. So, like, I don't know, someone was trying to get the elevator in the door shut on their, almost on her hand or something. Cause those doors at E, like there's none of that. You put your hand in it and they reopen. Yeah. They'll chop your fucking hand off. Yeah. Like I guess E feels like, look, we give you guys insurance. So if you're going to lose a hand, it's covered. Yeah. But we got elevators. You know, the fucking trains are going to run on time. Right. And so 
so he and I were alone in the elevator and we would just sort of said, hi, you know, chit chatty. And he, God, the suit, he was so tailored so nicely. I was really impressed. And, and, um, he was sort of Hispanic and some silver hair and, and, um, anyway, so he was like, well, what do you do here? And, um, I was like, I'm the head writer over at, uh, fashion police. And you know, it's so much fun. You should come to a taping. And he's like, Oh yeah, it's such a great show. And he told me where he worked. And so I was like, well, whatever, you know, here's my card. And I went, I stepped out of the elevator and I was like, Oh, here's my card. And the doors started shutting. And so I put my foot like out to stop the doors so that I could keep reaching in. And the doors just slammed. Holy shit. And I pulled my hand out, but left my foot still in it. And it, the doors just slammed on my foot. Oh my God. And then they kind of opened enough to get my foot out and we were laughing at it. So then um, the next day I get an email. Um, we did it in the elevator is the subject line. Oh shit. That's hot. I know. Right. And he's like, well, not really, but you did almost lose your foot, but either way you almost lost a foot. And, um, that's about getting your foot fucked. I know. And he's like, uh, you know, when can I take you to lunch? And so, yeah, so we're that's nice. What's, what's, what's his name? Tailored suit. That's his name. Tailored suit. Right. We just need a name for the thing. We're going to have, here's the thing. Okay. Couch potatoes. Dennis and I are going to have to start talking a little more in code because I got an email where I was called a cunt mouth. And is that two words or one? I probably am a cunt mouth. That's not the part of the letter that's upsetting, but you know, it's someone that I spoke of and I don't even feel like I spoke badly about this person, but they, they're in a gay tizzy about this. Um, they, and so he, he wrote this really angry letter and I wrote back, um, in my most condescending tone. And he was like, I listened to your boring ass podcast again and da, 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 da. And I was like, I don't think you should continue to subscribe to the podcast. I don't think that it's the most enjoyable hour of your week. Yeah. Um, and, but you really should catch next week's because I'm going to be doing a dramatic reading of an angry email that I got from an asshole where I'm called a cunt mouth. Holy shit. And so he wrote back and threatened legal action. What? And said, if I read the letter, I'm not making this up. He says, if you read that email, I'm going to sue you for deflation of character. Oh, shit. So that tells you what we're dealing with. Wow. Legal action? The comedy couch is stirring up Which is impossible because it's an email to me that I'm allowed. The First Amendment allows me to read my own emails. Um, So... There is no argument to be made against me reading it. So, um, anyway, we're just going to have to... I don't want... The point is... Was it upsetting? It was incredibly upsetting. And it was... He really went to 11 and was really just saying really horrible things. And it wasn't the horrible things he said. They're my feelings at all. Because they were so crazy and so untrue. Like... You, here's the thing. You can't have sex with someone and moan like a porn star and then insult how they are in bed. Do you know what I mean? Like, my response was like, oh, and by the way, thank you so much for pretending you enjoyed it so much. I'm so sorry to hear that it was so unsatisfying for you. And I really think that it speaks volumes about what an amazing, generous guy you are that you pretended 
every single time, you know, that it felt so good for you by fucking screaming and moaning and banging on the walls. Like, that was really generous of you. Like, that was my response to it. You know, it was like, don't so even try. So what's this thing? Like, is like, P.S., you weren't that great kind of thing. It or, wasn't even yeah. P.S. It was a whole paragraph about, <laughs> oh, no, uh, you know what I mean? And I'm it was not. like, well, okay, then you're, then the Oscar goes too. Wow. Um, but whatever. But that's not even the thing. But what hurts is the idea that, you know, this was someone, this was a person who I liked. I mean, we had sex. It wasn't some nobody. Did you go on dates? Yes. And, you know, and I thought he was a really cool guy and it just didn't blossom into this great love. But I had no animosity or negative feelings for him at all. And then for him to you know, do that thing that's a very childish thing, but where you're just trying to say everything you can think of that might hurt the person. Mm. It's that's a bummer because I don't want to have somebody out there that just fucking hates me that it, that I've hurt so badly what, that what they're reacting in that made way. Him, and was I, it something you no, said? Yeah, he's mad that we were talking on the comedy couch, and I never even said anything that bad. And I don't want to say anything more because I okay. don't want to make it into a, a bigger deal. But so it's just. Um, yeah, so we're going to – I'm so sorry, couch potatoes, but we're going to have to try to speak a little more in code because otherwise I'm going to get sued for deflation of character, and none of us wants that. No. No, we don't want to get sued <laughs> because they'll take our profit. But I am a cunt mouth. Well, that's the you know the, moral, the lesson learned here is that's true. I, I, mean, think, I'm on, I think I'm on his side on that one. Totally. We all yeah. are. <laughs> Absolutely. There is there's no other um, side. I – what else do I have in my thing? I tried to watch Mildred Pierce, couldn't get through it, bored. I kept, oh, can we delete it? Yeah, because I, I kept cutting in my head. and <sighs> Like I was editing in my head and cut to the restaurant. So it's success. like six feet under. Yeah, it's like, and cut. Oh. And I couldn't do it. Um, I took a hip-hop dance class last week that was really fun. So that's I'm back in the dancing, which is fun. I saw Dr. Zhivago on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an epic. Let's just say the Russian Revolution was no picnic. There was well, a lot of fucking suffering going on. Whoever called it a picnic? Nobody. It was wasn't it called the Russian Revolution picnic? Oh, okay. Um, and I read Tina Fey's book. I bought and read Bossy oh, Pants, great. and I loved it. Yeah, she read I uh, loved it. One of the excerpts on NPR there, on Jazz for no reason. Really? What did day. she? What was the? Which one? What was it about? God, it was such a long interview. It was really funny. It was, oh, it was. Uh, email texts she wished she had sent or emails she wished she had. Hmm. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. But she. Um. How are we doing on time? Yeah, we're good. Okay. I mean, we don't have time for you to read a chapter. No, anything, I'm just gonna but... read a little paragraph. Yeah. Um. She writes this chapter about going to music camp when she was a teenager, mm-hmm. like theater camp, and it was really about her first interactions with gay people and and sort of misfits in general. Theater camp. We all yeah. know what that is. And she talks about this epiphany that she had when she was hanging out with all these gay people that were um, performing and stuff with her. But there was one point where she was hanging out with one of her friends and a guy that I think had come back that was older that came back. Mm -hmm. And they were clearly going to – that it was on between them. Right. And she ended up getting really kind of – put off by it and disgusted by it and a little turned off and a little bit like, why are they doing that? That's gross or almost disapproving in terms of moral or whatever. And then she sort of realized something. Um, 
um, it, it was this awakening that she had, and um, I okay. And here, after 20 years, is the truth. I really didn't have a crush on Sean. She sort of said later that it was because I had a crush on you or whatever. Right. I had reacted that way because I viscerally felt that what they were about to do was icky. The stomach ache I felt had nothing to do with a crush. I had to face the fact that I had been using my gay friends as props. They were always supposed to be funny and entertain me and praise me and listen to my problems. And their life was supposed to be a secret that no one wanted to hear about. I wanted them to stay in the half closet. And then... Um, she kind of keeps going a little bit. I thought I knew everything after that first summer. Being gay is not a choice. Um, gay people were made that way by God. She lectured this teacher that was being a, a dick. But it took me another whole year to figure out the second part. Gay people were made that way by God, but not solely for my entertainment. We can't expect our gay friends to always be single, celibate, and arriving early with the nacho fixins. And we really need to let the people get married already. But I love that. Mm-hmm. There are a whole lot of people in her position, sort of fabulous female yeah. people that never get that, that never, that always treat their gays as props. Or I yeah. just loved it. Nobody's no, ever great. written about that before. Well, I also way. love the idea of someone who is thought of as a gay sort of champion owning. Yeah, yeah. This was a journey. This was I didn't come out yeah, of yeah, the yeah. womb like that. I right. actually realized I had to call myself on some of my own bullshit. Yeah. And there are two little chapters, which I won't read from, but there's one where she was really thin for a while, and then there was one where she was really overweight for a while. Right. And she just lists this, okay, remembrances of being very, very skinny. I was, okay, for a brief time at the turn of the century, I was very skinny. This is what I remember. I was cold all the time. I had a pair of size four corduroy short shorts that I wore to work in the middle of Manhattan. I loved it when people told me I was getting too thin. I once took a bag of sliced red peppers to the beach as a snack. I regularly ate health food cookies so disgusting that when I enthusiastically gave one to Rachel Dratch, she drew a picture of a rabbit and broke the cookie into a trail of tiny pieces coming out of the rabbit's butt. Men I had met before suddenly paid attention to me, and I hated them for it. Sometimes I had to sleep with a pillow between my legs because my bony knees kept clunking together and keeping me awake. I had a lot of time on my hands because I wasn't constantly eating. I ran three miles a day on a treadmill six days a week. I felt wonderfully superior to everyone. I didn't have a kid yet. And then the, the ending paragraph is, We should leave people alone about their weight. Being skinny for a while, provided you actually eat food and don't take pills or smoke to get there, is a perfectly fine pastime. Everyone should try it once, like a super short haircut or dating a white guy. That's awesome. And then she has memorances of being a little bit fat. That's hilarious. Yeah. And uh, here's one of them. If I was really ambitious, I would get a Whopper Jr. at Burger King and then walk to McDonald's to get the fries. The shake could be from anywhere. Guys who were friends with me did not want to date me, and I hated them for it. Well, yeah. There you go. Well, neither one of us is funnier than Tina Fey, so we're going to No, wrap I really love her. And yeah, she has fantastic. some wonderful things to say about men and women you know, sexism in the workplace and things like that. I think she's a hero. I love her. She's so great. It doesn't cut super deep, that book, but um, I love it. So I want um, podcast listeners to keep sending us three-way stories. No, we got to do stories. Uh, also, um, Joan and Melissa, Joan Knows Best, is coming right. back for season two. Yes. And if anyone has an adventure they would like to see Joan Rivers go on, uh, I'd love to hear it. So yeah. send those ideas to uh, the comedy couch at gmail.com. 
I have a story about a gigantic dick. And I don't mean a person being a giant dick. You're owning it? I mean, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I thought cunt mouth was the gnome. Um, and I'm saving it for the next one. Wow. So that's our little, it's a wiener cliffhanger. Ta-da. Yeah. Now, ta-da's ruined for me now. <laughs> um, but anyhow. Oh, can I tell you some other, another detail? Oh, God. Do we, can we do this to our listeners? You, yeah, I don't know. Uh, you might think it's Of course corny. I'm gonna. Um, that part of the evening First of all, it's just so nice to be reminded that you can meet somebody. Yeah. That you can meet somebody and be surprised and connect in a way, whatever. And then I love that part where, you know, it's on and you're kissing or whatever. And then you sort of flash back to when you first saw the person and you're like, what did you think? Did you, you know, and I was like, you know what I mean? Did you see me? Did you think I would like, could you tell, was I into you? Could you, whatever. And, um... I said, I saw you, but I thought you kept turning around when you were dancing. You're turning away from me. And he's like, I wanted you to see my ass. <laughs> yeah. And then. So we're going to literally, we're going to end the podcast on, <laughs> I wanted you to see my ass. No, I'm going to end it on something even cornier. Oh, the sweetest thing he said to me, um, which was, you were talking about like, and he was saying, like, I, I just liked your um, references. He said, like, I like talking to you about that stuff. And he goes, and I could tell you had a really good heart. And I was like, I do have a really good heart. Thank you for noticing. Okay, well, I have a now big story. Now go home to your husband. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully he'll die soon. Have the stewardess give him some try that. <laughs> You guys, this has been the podcast with Tony Tripoli and Dennis Hensley. We the good-hearted sure Dennis Hensley and the cut-mouthed the... Tony Tripoli. That's right. That's right. Uh, check out our sponsors, Dr. Kiss, the world's greatest lip balm, and the Dennis, the Dennis Hensley, Hensley five-pack. Pack. I, I got noticed, another check I noticed from the check was in the mail today. Go to filmbaby.com. And um, another podcast we should plug, Linoleum Knife, with our friends Alonzo Duraldi and Dave White. They're wonderful Very funny movie reviewers. Linoleum absolutely. Knife. All right, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.